The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Van Fieren. This message is called How to Bear Fruit. So let's get into a word of prayer and we can jump into today's Bible lesson. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Thank you for loving each and every one of us. Thank you for proving your undying love for us, your eternal love for us, when you sent your precious son, Jesus. Thank you that more and more people are coming to know you. Lord, thank you that our family is expanding more and more. Thank you, Father, that all fatherhood comes from you. Thank you that you are a loving father. Thank you that you want to provide for us, Lord. And Lord, thank you for showing us how to walk in the kingdom, how to walk in the principle of sowing and reaping. Lord, use me today to get this message through to your people. And Lord, open their hearts that they can receive from you. Father, we love you and we appreciate you so much. You are our great reward. Amen. So I heard a certain minister say this. He said, if you can't believe God for finances, you won't be able to believe God for healing. Now, I'm not 100% sure if that is true or not, but I do believe that there's truth to that. You know, um, because here's the thing, money in the world, you know, money might have the loudest voice, but in the kingdom, money is really on the ground. I mean, like everything else is worth more than money to God. You know, to God, money's like nothing. But in the world, like money is on the top shelf. You know, people murder other people for money. There have been murders that have taken place because of $5. You know, uh, people are killing people over money, over material things. I remember hearing a story of someone being stabbed to death over a bicycle. A thief came along, saw this guy with his bicycle and stabbed him to death to take a little bicycle. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say all that again, just in a different manner. According to the world, money has the loudest voice. According to the world, like money is worth everything. But in the kingdom, money isn't worth much. Now, yes, we need money. We all need money. I'm not denying that. I'm not foolish. You know, I'm not going to preach funny stuff to you. We need money to survive. We need money to buy food. We need money to pay rent or pay mortgages. We need money to put our kids through school. We need money for vehicles. We need money to maintain those vehicles. We need money you know, for uh, medical aids and medical purposes and all that. Uh, We need money, obviously, to support the gospel, to send the gospel out there. But, you know, to God, money is nothing. And you can see his attitude like, yes, he'll bless us. The Bible says that God gives the increase. He gives the increase. He wants us to have the increase. The Bible says that for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. You know, uh, so yes, he wants us to have money, but in the kingdom, we're not supposed to serve money. We're not supposed to run after money. We're supposed to run after the Father, and he is the one that meets our needs. So our eyes, our focus 
should be on him, should be on his goodness, it should be on his love, it should be on our neighbor. You know, we should be putting money on the floor and we should be putting him and our neighbor, uh, we should be putting them in a place of first priority, okay? So there's a big difference uh, the way the world operates versus the way the kingdom operates. You know, in the kingdom, there's a thing called sowing and reaping. Now, yes, um, seed time and harvest, it's literally a worldwide principle. Everyone's using it every day, whether they know it or not. Uh, there's seed time and harvest in everything, in relationships, in uh, starting a business, you know, and making it flourish. There's seed time and harvest when it comes to business. There's seed time and harvest where it comes to raising kids right. There's seed time and harvest when it comes to an education. There's seed time and harvest in planting physical seeds. There's seed time and harvest when it comes to a family wanting to expand, you know, and the couple making love. There's seed time and harvest everywhere. And uh, everyone's using it every day, whether they're rich or poor, uh, wherever they are, whatever color they are. And uh, you can see that in Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 and it says this is God speaking while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease do you see that while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest shall not cease it's a principle it is a principle getting back to what that minister said you know he said if you can't believe God for finances you're gonna you're not gonna be able to believe him for healing. I can say this, there is a lot of truth in that. You know, um why do I say that? Because you know, money is nothing. But versus you believe in God for healing and maybe a person's sick, maybe there's something really wrong with a person and that problem is facing them every day and it's affecting their performance and they are in pain and they have to have certain things like they have to have certain medication, you know, like a crutch. They, they have to have certain medication or they need physical help, you know, or they need uh, like a wheelchair or a walker, whatever. That there is a more severe case versus believing God for some money. So, yes, we need money, but we're not supposed to serve money. But I can tell you this. It's good that each and every believer learns how to trust God. It's very important that every believer learns how to prosper financially. Now, I know there's a lot of Christians that don't like hearing it. There's a big portion of Christians that don't like hearing it. You know, they hate it. They think that a person is preaching a, a different kind of gospel. No, we're not. We are not. You know, the Bible is big on supporting the church. The Bible is big on supporting the gospel. It's big on that. Even in Jesus' earthly ministry, people would support him. The Bible specifically talks about a group of women that would support him financially. Jesus, his ministry was so successful that he had a treasurer in his ministry. And you know the story of the Last Supper. During that time, when they were all together, Jesus looked at Judas and said, you know, do what you need to do and do it quickly. And he got up and left. And the Bible says that the rest of the disciples thought that he meant that Jesus meant that Judas must buy food for the poor and give it to them. Where do you think that money came from? It came from people supporting his ministry. You know, Jesus didn't go into the corner of his place wherever he was sleeping at that particular time and take some money and pray and multiply it in his bedroom. The Bible doesn't say that, but it does talk about people supporting his ministry financially. Even after Jesus left and he handed his ministry over to the disciples. 
You can read it for yourself in the book of Acts. How people were selling all they had and they were sharing all that with each other. You know, there's a place for money and money is a tool and we should see money as a tool. Money is there, you know, to be a blessing. God talks about being blessed to be a blessing. You can read the entire Bible. God has never been selfish. Thank God he wasn't selfish. Because if you're selfish, he would have never sent Jesus. He shared the very best gift he had. And that was Jesus. He shared everything of himself with us. Thank God he did that. You know, and uh, he expects us to walk in love. He expects us to support the gospel. He expects us to help get the gospel out there. We only got a short space of time left. And uh, I'm saying all this because this is kind of like the first part of my message. Uh, Whenever you are trusting the Lord for money or any form of provision, whether it is a car. And yes, the Lord blesses people with cars. Yes, the Lord blesses people with houses. There's tons of scriptures in the Bible talking about that very thing. God is big on giving people land. You know, whatever you believe in God for in the material realm, you know, you've got to do it first and foremost in love. You've got to sow those seeds in love. You've got to have that mindset that, hey, I'm going to sow seeds and I'm going to support this this gospel. I'm going to support this ministry. They are doing an amazing work and I want to be part of it. Don't go into trusting the Lord for provision with a selfish mentality. Because I promise you this right now, you are going to struggle in the kingdom. You know, operating in the kingdom. You're just going to struggle. It's not going to work for you. The kingdom is based on love. And if you don't believe that, I mean, you can see what Jesus said himself in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40. And as a matter of fact, let me go there quickly. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now listen to this. Pay very close attention to verse 40. It says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The whole law operates on the love of God. The Bible says that faith works by love. The Bible talks about that if you don't help those in need, if you got money, how does the love of God live in you? You got to do everything in love. You got to sow seed in love. You got to tithe in love. I know a lot of people, you know, they um, they say that they are tithing their tithe. Number one, it's God's tithe and it is holy. And you just returning to him what was his in the beginning. And Adam and Eve didn't catch that. You know, That tree in the middle of the garden, that was God's tithe. And they ate his tithe. And look how that turned out. I don't have to tell you, you know what's going on, you know. So when it comes to believing God for any form of provision, you've got to start off in love, you've got to continue in love, and you've got to end off in love. Now, I'm going to say this because I believe that people need to hear it. You know, there's people that is against the prosperity gospel. You know, there's people against prospering. And for those people, I would seriously like them to hear this message with an open heart. If you read the Bible, you're going to see that God, he's a father. He's a loving father. And he's big on looking after his children. He's big on that. He's big on being their provider. One of his names is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our provider. That's one of his names. And people are trying to twist all that. And all they have to do is just go back to the word and read it and study it out for themselves. 
So when it comes to trusting God for provision, you heard a small part of the first part, which is you got to do it in love. You got to sow your seed in love. You have to have this mindset that yes, you want the gospel to get out there because God was so good to you. You want other people to experience his goodness. And how are they going to do that? They're going to do that by hearing about him. And when you support the gospel and the gospel gets out there and reaches them, they can experience what you've been experiencing. And the second part is when you prosper yourself, you become a testimony to your friends and family, to your work colleagues, to people in your circles, and you get to testify about God's goodness. You know, um, I always say this, there's a lot of people that do a lot of talking, a lot of ministers that do a lot of talking, a lot of Christians that do a lot of talking, but they got no results. And you know what the Bible says? Judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. There are people that are fruitless and they're trying to teach other people to do what? To be fruitless like them? Guess what? Jesus said that we have been ordained to bear fruit. We are supposed to be bearing fruit. I'm going to say that again. You need to hear this. We are supposed to be bearing fruit. And the sad thing is, so many people depend on their salary. They depend on their job. They got more faith in their job meeting their needs than they have in their heavenly father meeting their needs. Man, isn't that powerful? I'm going to say that again. More and more people have more faith in their job meeting the needs than their heavenly father meeting the needs. I've come across people who love the idea that they have a medical aid and they put all their trust in the medical industry. Now, yes, God has blessed the human race with doctors and nurses and hospitals and clinics. And we truly thank the Lord for that. But those are for people who don't know he's Jehovah Rapha. Those are for people whose faith is weak. Everyone should be trusting the Lord in more and more areas. Now, I'm not saying that you should cancel your medical aid. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is start trusting the Lord more and more. If you are going to go to the doctor, do it in faith. If you are going to have a surgery, do it in faith. Get God involved. Spend time in his word before you go in to the hospital to have that surgery. Learn to trust God more. Learn to get him on the scene more. When we prosper, we are showing people around us that God is real. That's what it means to be the light of the earth. You're showing that God exists. You're showing that God is operating in your life. I'll never listen to a homeless person giving financial advice. I'll never listen to someone on their deathbed teaching on divine healing. We have to bear fruit. And sadly, more and more people are liking the shine. They, you know, they love to be recognized. They like the Pharisees. They love these titles. They love saying, thus saith the Lord. They love prophesying and all that. But they got no fruit in their life. We have been ordained to bear fruit. So first and foremost, when you believe in God for any sort of provision, you need to do it with the right mindset. You've got to do it with the right heart. You've got to do it in love. You've got to do it because you love God. You've got to do it because you love your neighbor. Secondly, you have to sow seed. I've come across someone that when you talk about tithing, when you talk about supporting the gospel financially, they would get very, very uncomfortable. And then they would always say this. I promise you this. I said this a couple of times. They would say, but it doesn't have to be money. It can be other things. Um, How do you think the ministry pays the staff? How do you think the ministry pays for its electricity? How do you think the ministry pays for its premises? How do you think the ministry pays for petrol when it goes out to minister to people? How do you think they do that? How do you think they pay for their website or their audio podcast insights? No, companies expect money. When you support a ministry financially, they can continue ministering. 
So, like I said, if you want to believe God for any sort of provision, you've got to sow seed. And I want to read two verses of scripture to you. The first one is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I want to read from verse 6 to 10. It says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always have in all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. There's a few things I want to highlight to you. Verse 6, it says, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every day a person's reaping what they've sown. If a person is going through life being stingy and selfish, they already reap in their harvest of other people being stingy and selfish toward them. In verse 7, you can see that God loves a cheerful giver. You can see in verse 9 the purpose for prospering. He hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. You can see this is a man that's loving God. This is a man that's loving his neighbor. He is dispersing abroad. He is supporting different ministries. He's supporting the gospel. He's helping the poor. He's not turning his head away from the poor. He's looking toward them and he's saying, Lord, give me more poor people to help. Lord, let me sow into this gospel. Let me support this ministry more and more. Now with that attitude of walking in love, God can do things in your life. And I want to just jump over to Galatians chapter 6 and I want to read 6 to 7. Listen to this. It says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Uh, let me just jump over to the New Living Translation because I was reading originally from the King James. And it says, Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them. When you are being taught the word and you are growing up in the word, you should be supporting your teachers. I know people don't like hearing this. And for those that don't like hearing it, they're going to continue to struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle because this, what I'm teaching here, is biblical. It's in the Bible. It's what God said. It's not something that I made up. I didn't make up my own book. I didn't make up my own chapters. I didn't make up my own verses. I'm reading this from the word of God. God is saying, if you've been taught the word, you must support those teachers. Then it says this, this is verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So do you see that there's a twofold. You are sowing seed to the person who's teaching you the word of God. God takes that seed and gives you a harvest back. Now, you can't operate in this principle on sowing and reaping if you're going to do it with a selfish heart. You've got to do it in love. You've got to love God. You've got to love your neighbor. You've got to say, Lord, thank you for this ministry. Thank you for everything you have taught me through this ministry. Lord, this is a great ministry. This is great ground. And Lord, I get to support it financially. And with that attitude, you sow your precious seed to that ministry. You name your seed and God will give you a harvest. Now, I need to say this because a lot of people think that the harvest is automatic and they think that all they need to do is just put seed in the ground and they sit back. They can watch different movies and TV series or they can hang out with their friends and God's just going to magically get that harvest to them. When you sow your seed in faith, that harvest is yours, but 
You are the one that has to harvest your harvest. You're the one that has to reap that harvest. If you don't believe that, you can speak to any physical farmer, any natural farmer. And you can say, listen, when you sow that seed, do you sit back every harvest time and that corn supernaturally gets harvested and it goes where it needs to go? And I promise you this, 100% of the time, the farmer's going to say, no, we have to harvest our harvest. We have to reap that harvest. This is why when it comes to harvest time, they hire harvesters. There's a team that comes in to harvest. And yes, they got different machines that also help with it. But when you sow your seed in faith, when you're doing it in love, that harvest is yours, but you have to reap it. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. I hope you saw more into it. And I would highly suggest that you listen to this message again and again and again. There's some things in this message that you need to hear a couple of times to see more into it. And you can study out the scriptures that I've quoted from the Bible and ask the Lord to give you more insight into it. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.